Sundays come around with amazing regularity. I think I've heard that almost every week this year because Sundays do come around with amazing regularity. Every seven days they appear uh, and we have to get ready for them. Lots of people go, awesome, it's Sunday, you wake up, you can have a bit of a sleep in, you come to church in the morning, uh, maybe you have lunch, whatever you do with your family, it's a relaxing day. But when you work at the church... It's actually a work day, which is weird. Um, But, you know, it's one of the things that happens. And Sundays come around with amazing regularity. But the other things that come around with amazing regularity are things that happen every year. So there are birthdays, there are anniversaries, there are celebrations, there's Christmas. It's one of the most exciting things that happens every year. Some people probably wish their birthdays didn't happen every year so that they didn't have to get older. But other people like them. I'm one of the people that enjoys celebrating my birthday. It's a very big, exciting day for me. Uh, But one of the other things that happens every year for me is that I like to watch films. And there are some films that I will watch over and over and over. Once a year, I like to watch Love Actually. I watch it on Christmas Eve while I'm wrapping my presents um, because it's usually Christmas Eve by the time I'm organised enough to actually have my gifts with me. Um, Then The other movie that I love to watch every year is The Princess Bride. Has anyone seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, awesome film. If you haven't seen it, this afternoon it's a bit rainy. It's a bit, it's probably going to be warm, but you might want to sit down and watch this film, because it is brilliant. But there's this one character who's a rather small little man, and he walks around, and every time somebody says something to him, he turns around and he says, inconceivable. And he has this lisp, and he talks like this, and it's just very funny, because it's inconceivable. And this morning, without a lisp, we're going to be speaking about the inconceivable act that God did to bring Christmas about. Now, Christmas really is one of the most wonderful times of the year. It's a time where we get to slow down, where we get to see family and friends, where there's barbecue celebrations, uh, where there's evenings spent late as the sun is just setting and you can enjoy uh, time with family and friends. It's a time filled with surprises and presents and expectations. I remember as a child finding it impossible to fall asleep, not just the night before Christmas, because I like to build up anticipation. Uh, So I used to not be able to sleep for about the week before Christmas, and my parents would hate it because they'd have to put me to bed and I'd just be lying there and staying awake and annoying my sister because we shared a room and I'd keep her awake. Uh, And it was just... This excitement that kept building. What would I get under the tree? Had I been good enough to make the good and not the naughty list of Santa Claus? Uh, What was I to expect? Now, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Maybe something that you can't quite imagine about me, but I have a confession to make. I am not very good at obeying rules. I know. I'm such a... (laughs) Troy, it's not very nice. I like to push boundaries. I like to bend rules. Sometimes I break them, 
I know I'm such an angelic figure and you would not think that that was possible, but it's true, I do on occasion break rules. And uh, I think I just have a knack for being just a little bit naughty. And I remember one Christmas I decided to break the major Christmas rule that we had in our house. The rule was you weren't allowed to go downstairs to the Christmas tree until everybody was awake and everybody was ready. And that always took a long time and I didn't like waiting. But this one morning, I woke up super early and the house was still still. Uh, And at this stage, we lived in America and so it was a white Christmas and so it was that really still uh, peace that comes with a snow-filled night. And everything was quiet and I thought, now's my chance. I'm going to break the rules of Christmas. And so I got up, my sister was still asleep in her bed and I got up and I snuck downstairs and I remember creeping along the hallway so that my parents wouldn't hear me and creeping down the stairs and the anticipation and the excitement building as I knew that I was doing something really naughty. And I remember stepping on one step and there was this big loud creak and I froze and I thought, for sure that I would have been caught. And so I stood there, frozen, with my heart in my throat pumping away and adrenaline rushing through my veins. I remember the excitement and the anticipation I felt, wondering whether I was going to make it down to the tree in time. Do you know that feeling? Can you feel that adrenaline? pumping through your veins. I imagine that this is partly how Mary felt when she heard the story that we just read before from Luke. She was a simple, innocent young girl from a country town near Nazareth. She was waiting to marry Joseph, a man that she loved. She was excited about what lay ahead. And then something happened that broke all the rules. Something happened that flipped her story upside down. She was a young girl, perhaps 14 or 15, much like the year nine girls that I have the joy of leading. Uh, And she was just an average girl who loved God. And then an angel appeared before her and changed everything. You see, angels don't actually make a habit of appearing to people. I don't know about you, but I've never seen one. And there's not all that many examples of it throughout the stories in the Bible. There's a few in the Old Testament with a guy called Jacob who got visited by several angels while he was going back and forth between Israel. There was an angel who appeared before Moses when he was told that you need to go and let my people go. Uh, he's another character from the Old Testament. And then there was, a few, there was an angel who appeared when there were some guys stuck in a fiery furnace and they were protected by an angel. But they only happened at select moments in history when God's select few needed assurance and protection. Therefore, when in Luke's 
gospel story, we read about angels appearing, firstly to Zachariah, who Steve spoke about a couple of weeks ago, when an angel appeared before him and told him that his wife, who was too old to have a baby, would actually have a child. And he questioned, and he questioned with doubt, and he said, but this can't happen. And God made him silent until the baby was going to be born. But also an angel appeared before Mary, which is what we read this morning. So we know that something special is about to take place. Something that God needed to send his angels to make the story clear. God was about to announce his plan for eternity. An eternal plan with specific details to one young woman, an insignificant young girl who lived in Nazareth. And God told Mary... I've got a surprise for you. I don't know about you, but at this stage, I would have been feeling like I had my heart in my throat and adrenaline in my veins. If an angel were to appear standing before you this morning and greet you as a favoured one, how would you feel? I imagine that Mary had that feeling that I had as I crept down those stairs that Christmas long ago. As I stood frozen by fear on that creaking step, I'm sure it was nothing compared to the fear that Mary was feeling. I'm just going to jump back to my story for a minute because in that moment of panic, I had two options. I could race back up to my stair, up, up the stairs, back up to my bedroom and pretend like I'd never seen it, like I'd never been there, like I'd never done anything wrong, because I've never done anything wrong, uh, or I could keep going and I could press on and I could continue with the goal that I'd set out for. And after a moment of panic, I made the decision to keep going to the bottom of the stairs. And as I rounded the corner around to the family room and I saw the Christmas tree. Underneath, there was a pile of presents and my Santa sack that had been laid out the night before was indeed full. I had been good enough. (laughs) It was a very exciting morning and so I pressed on. Now, for some people, Christmas is a time of year where you actually find it hard to press on. It can be a really hard time for some as it brings up pain, and heartache, while others in the world are experiencing joy. It can be a time of confusion. And that's how Mary would have felt. We see that she was confused. It says in the story that she was disturbed by the angel, but he told her not to be afraid. And so he pressed on telling her what was going to happen next. And she pressed into the story and stayed and listened. Mary was told that she was going to give birth to the Most High God, or the Son of the Most High God. Excuse me? I feel like that is quite inconceivable. You see, she was a virgin. And this would have brought an immense amount of shame and heartache to both her and to Joseph. And yet her response was to press on and she simply asked, how can this happen? How can this be? 
Have you ever wanted to ask God that question? How is this going to work? How is this going to happen? How can it be so? We can come to God with our questions. We can come to God with our fears. We can come to God with our pain and our heartache at Christmas time. He doesn't mind. What question do you have for God this morning? The angel goes on to explain to Mary that God can do the inconceivable. He can take what we think is impossible and he can make it perfect. And he explains to Mary that her cousin, who is old and too old to have a baby, uh, is actually pregnant in her six months and that she too will have a baby. You see, with God, nothing is impossible. You may sit there and think that it is impossible for you to enjoy Christmas. You may sit there and think that it is impossible for you to be accepted by God. And yet God says, with him, nothing is impossible. The Christmas morning that I woke up and trekked down to my tree with fear in my throat, with adrenaline in my veins. I found in my stocking the exact thing that I had been begging for. It was a Cabbage Patch doll. And I was so excited. And so I pulled it out of the stocking and I looked and I was like, yes. And then I looked to the side and I saw my sister's stocking. And I saw in that that she too had received a Cabbage Patch doll. And I decided to have a look at the two of them and I compared them. And I decided that, in fact, I liked her one better. And so I swapped them. And I do recall my mother saying that she thought Santa might have been a little bit confused when he was putting out the stockings later that morning. But nonetheless... I switched the presents around. Have you ever gotten something and wanted to swap it? Has God ever asked you to do something and you have wanted to give it back to someone else? You've wanted to turn around and run up the stairs back to your bed and stay where you are because God is calling you to do something that you don't want to do. If I were Mary, I think I would have asked God to do something different. Surely he could have waited a few months until she was married and then she wouldn't have the shame on her and on Joseph. But Mary didn't have that response. She says simply, here I am. I am the Lord's servant girl. Let it be as you have said. Here I am. I am your servant. Let it be as you have said. This morning, we're going to be farewelling and commissioning some of our people into areas that God has called them, where God is asking them to go. And there are some that I know would rather stay where they are. They would rather give that present to someone else. They would rather ask God, to swap it 
and give them another story. And yet they have said, here I am. I am your servant. Let it be so. It may bring with them confusion and fear, but God is with them. And because of Christmas and a willing servant girl, he is with us too. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you have the story of Christmas, that you sent your son to a willing young girl so that we could be in relationship with you. And I ask that everyone here this morning might explore you further at this Christmas time and may understand that you are a God who loves us, that you are a God who gives good gifts and that you are a God who walks with us wherever you call us. Amen.